Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hi, and welcome to the 302nd episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. I'm Kyle Barton of K. Barton Tools. I'm here with my co-host, Sean Wisniewski of The Corner Workshop. Today, we're asking uh, Kieran Benny the five questions. So, welcome back. Thanks very much. And so, for the first question, how did you get into woodworking? Uh, so, I'd never actually, um, uh, until I was 25, and then... Uh, during a gap uh, between school and, and starting work, I uh, enrolled in a Tottenham uh, School of Guitar Making uh, because, mm. as, as a lifelong musician, I'm uh, really interested in how music were made and, and how they, they how they function. And uh, that that was part of everything. So, do you still play the guitar that you built? I, I certainly do. Yes. Yes. Um, that's, uh, that that guitar is my burning. You know the uh, if the house goes up in flames. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, the, I, I reached for that guitar. And try can run and they <laughs> but, but that that guitar is uh, in, will, will, will be carried out of any oh gotcha gotcha so so what types of guitars do you play i know you um, do a little mandolin and uh yeah um so um self-taught and player play yeah. laps as well uh oh really and, cool yeah and uh acoustic six string and uh, and 12 string um uh-huh. uh my, my electric guitars are Rickenback 360, which is the finest production electric guitar ever. Uh, just wonderful thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I don't don't get as much time to play as yeah. I uh, as I would like, and certainly not as much time as I used to. But uh, I still do play whenever I can. Yeah, I won't argue about the Rickenbacker, <laughs> Les Paul. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> that that. Uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so so. Well, yeah, yeah, what's uh, Sean? Quickly, question. move us along. <laughs> yes, quick, quick, get away from that. Uh, so, Karen, what is your favorite tool? Um, that would be the uh, the bad axe bayonet, uh, which is um, a, a fifteen um, backs, and um, mine uh, is hi- filed uh, with Mark Harrell's hybrid uh, filing, so it uh, works really well for, for both rip and cross um, sawing, and it's just an incredible. Uh, incredibly versatile saw. Um, the, there's there's some alchemy really in the way that designed the uh, the plate length and the and the hang angle of of the uh, handle, and it just um, it just works so well. I use a dovetailing. Um, I I use it to cut uh, dados an all round joinery saw. Um, you know when I travel, that's the that's the saw I I reach for um, every, every time. Um, it it puts your hand really close to the work it's aggressive but incredibly precise uh if i was starting again i'd buy that and a big tenon saw, and i wouldn't i wouldn't bother with um smaller dovetail saws or carcass hmm. yeah. wow i mean I, I love mark and and everything he's done i've never I, hmm. I i haven't had the virtue of owning any of his saws i actually was going to ask you earlier when uh we were talking about uh your rebo build did mm. did you find yourself getting some of those beastly tools that you know to work in in dimensions of those of those types and you mentioned just now uh, mm. a, a big tenon saw because you know those come in handy. 
Yeah, it was interesting, actually, because I, I wasn't sure with that build whether I'd end up buying a whole new framing toolkit. So let's be honest, <laughs> That's what it is. Exactly. Rebose timber framing. It's, right. it's, it's you need, a, you need a, a three-inch slick, you know, to, to pare down some of those joints. And, yeah. yeah. And and actually, I, I managed to I managed to do it with with my normal furniture-making toolkit. The, the, the exception is I, I did pick up a one-and-a-half-inch um, timber framing chisel uh, just, just for chopping out the the mortises and through the slab top and, and pairing things mm-hmm. and um hammer is essential but um but actually uh, I, i've i've got the uh rebo beast uh, tenant soil by by bad axe mainly just made me feel really manly um <laughs> but uh but but that's my standard taking great 18 uh fury saw and um so i, I used that and um it was brilliant excellent fantastic well so who has influenced you you the most in your woodworking see this is an awful question um yeah i know i i desperately <laughs> desperate and uh uh so i'm gonna have to be honest instead and and i've got to say that the biggest schwartz um mm-hmm. both in terms what he wrote anarchist tool chest but mm-hmm. and then kind of highlighting that that past historic um research combined with um woodwork you know in mechanics and things like that mm-hmm. um so so part partially author uh i I'm, I'm i'm very lucky a mentor and a friend his influence on on you know uh how i build and you know to some extent why i build is has been really mm-hmm. profound oh. so sorry not not the original answer but but uh, at least it's honest well that's okay <laughs> Yeah, I do. You, you may not be familiar with this T-shirt. I know Chris is, but we do have the T-shirt that says, May the Swartz be with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mine so, mine yes. is deep in my cupboard at this point, but uh, it's 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 in there. I, it's, my in God. there. it's in there. When did we... Was that made in 2012? Mark, Mark Spagnola made that in... Um, yeah, it's got to be somewhere around there. I just remember the woodworking in America yeah. having... It's... Been a yeah, minute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you seen Have you seen the other one there, Jason for Handworks 2015, which is um, disobey me with a oh yeah with a with the face on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Got that one. Yeah, yeah. I got the, I got I I don't have the shirt. I have the, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great sticker. Uh, but I think the uh, the sharp in this sticker. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. that's excellent. But but. Yeah, but Chris is Chris is such a great guy. Absolutely, yeah. I, I I love you know we just recently kind of branched across the pond and and have talked to a, you know a, a handful of European you know woodworkers mm. now and Chris's influence getting through all frankly all of our guests uh, that we've talked to in in Europe uh, is awesome. Uh, we we joked about. You know, or the joke was when when Chris was still with Pop Wood that you know the Schwartz effect. You know, anything he had mentioned would sell out immediately and be considered mm. gold. You know, and but now seeing that if this is persisting and his books continue to mm. inspire, you know, you know, it's, it's fantastic. He truly is, is yeah. an awesome, awesome guy. Uh, absolutely, and uh, and it's not just his books either. I, I remember having uh, a beer one with Patrick Leach, who was mm-hmm. complaining bitterly. You know, if only he had 24 hours notice before Chris blogs about <laughs> certain yes. vintage tools, then, then he, he could, you know, prepare for the onslaught. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but I'm the almost... he knows about it, 900, he then gets the next day saying, have you got this weird thing from 1913 yeah. with mm-hmm. the left-handed mm-hmm. screw? And... <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I know you, you, I saw you, you love your tongue and groove plane as much as probably I do. Such a specific tool, but I'm almost positive I first heard about that from Chris. 
you yeah. know, just as a, a purpose-built tool for this. And I went, oh, oh, Lee Nielsen makes one? Got it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> got it. <laughs> Had to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, if, all, so, if only Chris would mention publicly traded uh, firm, it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Stock tips and, and such. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> he, he would be wielding too much power at that point, for sure. So, Kieran, what, uh, what has been your biggest stumbling block? So, I actually think it's um, understanding tolerance. Um, you know, uh, when, when do things need to be perfect and when do they when do they not so the um when i did this class in 2014 uh, there were three lucy in that class in out of 80 mm. we were the three slowest in the class <laughs> and it's mm. just because it's Luther is such a completely different way of working not better or worse completely different right and so it's a five day and the furniture going with hammer and tongs and it was actually it was really eye-opening you know get out of that it's the mill perspective and and just cut to the damn baseline quickly because you've got nine thousand dovetails left to do this um and 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 actually that that was start example but i think it it's something that's really important when does when does the surface need to be completely micron flat Mm -hmm. and perfectly smooth and when doesn't it um and and that's really liberating Uh, now when i um, do things, you know, sort of casework. Um, the the I, I leave the underside of of the shelves uh, just um, with, with a rough surface, having traversed it with a jack plane, mm-hmm. and because it's quick, it's efficient, doesn't detract from the functionality, and actually I quite like that some texture, but. You know, that's that's quite every to be perfect. Or you know, when does it? What what kind of gap do you need to leave around your turn, and um, how tight do you get your dovetails? Things like things like that. I think it's understanding understanding when the tolerance needs to be bang on, and actually when you've got a bit of room for play. You know, mm-hmm. Greg Penning always talks about chair maker perfect, mm-hmm. which I think is just um, you know really <laughs> it is. a really helpful reminder. Um, yes, you want to bore out the leg pieces at this angle. But if you're half a degree off, it's not the end of the world. Or two degrees. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, measure with a micrometer. Yeah. Uh, mark out, cut with a chainsaw and hammer. To- there you go. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, with that said, so how has the internet influenced your work? I think there's been two, two major benefits. Um, one is of being exposed to different types of woodwork. Uh, different styles um you know it, it can bust you out of your own narrow respect and introduce you to, to 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 styles and forms and approaches that you wouldn't otherwise be be aware of and, mm-hmm. and that's all beneficial and then the second the second admittedly slightly corny is actually the sense of community um i anyone else um around where i live who does who does woodwork or, or does furniture making mm-hmm. and so um actually you know being able to um converse with uh you know from uh, across the globe you know um either on on similar or on completely different perspective and different projects and different work is you know it's incredibly uh, it's incredibly rewarding mm-hmm. and um both, both into seeing what people are doing um it, it gives you context for what for what you're doing and also you can you can make some pretty good um relationship out of all of that and and you know, find uh, and and it can really benefit your craft. I remember again talking to Mark Harrell a few years ago about how um, I was fed up of of cutting fret slots on on fretboards with with really cheap and badly designed saws because no one's mm. ever 
bothered to sit down and, and design a proper fret slotting, slotting saw. And so he said, right, okay, what do you want? Uh, let's talk about this. And over the course of about nine months, we batted back ideas. And, and Mark's incredibly, mm-hmm. um, but also very, very engaged and, 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 and understand from people who use his tools what they well, what they need and what they think they, mm. um, which not all the same thing. Same, yeah. And so, <laughs> and, and and you know, and and over a year, um, uh, myself and um, uh, another Luthier, with whom we're friends, um, actually kind of came up with the, the spec for for um, a a really good Luthery saw, which uh, Badax now made, and uh, and that was fantastic because that was just that. I know it ended up with Mark making the product, but that actually just started off kind of like mm. chatting to like-minded individuals about about a woodworking problem, and and now there's something that that is out there I can use, which is mm. pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool, and I I assume you're exposed to a whole different community than we are because you have the luthier community. You know, I'm exposed to both the woodworking community and the chair making community. So yeah, mm. it's kind of uh, a lot of these communities kind of. Uh, don't cross pollinate, and I think the more that we can do that, the better. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Just, just understanding to respect and different mm-hmm. ways of work. It was, it was like I was saying earlier of skills. You know, yeah. Uh, there will be things in chair making that you then port across to to flat work or mm-hmm. or what have you. And um, I mean, chair makers are the rock stars of the woodwork community, aren't they? Anyway, so you, no, no. I say uh, luthier. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, so, yeah. I mean if you're working down to those tolerances uh no no i mean you know yeah yeah angles aren't a big deal to us but they're not a big deal to you either you know <laughs> no i i i think i think it's it is but actually community yeah. is um i've really found it beneficial in the um yeah. I, I i finally joined instagram tail end of 2014 and um would a solitary experience to actually think that um, it's very community-minded now, community-centered for me. Um, Handworks 2017 was incredible, actually, precisely because of that. We we flew in to uh, to Iowa for it. It was just uh, and it uh, it was it was great to to actually just connect with so many like-minded across the globe, many of whom we'd spoken to um, mm-hmm. or you know seen through social media. Yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully you'll be at the next one. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, that, that would yes. be that'd be good. Hopefully, promoting a new book. Well, hmm. is it, <laughs> it <laughs> maybe not? I, maybe so. We'll see. I, I think probably. You know, it's, I would doubt That's, it's ready for next. Uh, yeah, for next but uh, we, we are working, and uh, I'm always happy to chat bookcases. <laughs> exactly. Which is, you know, it's not the kind of phrase you get to say normally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or command a crowd of people that want to talk about bookcases. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, with that, uh, so, um, Karen, where can uh, folks find you on the interwebs? On the interwebs, people can find me at overthewireless.com, my blog, uh, and Instagram, overthewireless. Fantastic. Sean, what about you? Uh, Sean W78 on all those socials. Kyle, how about you? Barton.com on Instagram, the only social media platform that matters. And with that, that just about wraps it up for this show. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcaster of your choice and just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. Then you'll never miss any of our exciting episodes. And while you're there, please leave us a review. 
And thank you again for listening to the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. If you like the show, be sure to visit us at modernwoodworkersassociation.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at MWA underscore national or on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast or find us on Facebook. The best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion. Uh, Karen, thank you again for being our guest. Uh, Wonderful talking to you. I wish you the best in all those uh, exciting new ventures you're working on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me on the show.